Um, before I forget, uh, we will not have class next Sunday because uh, I'll be in Virginia. Virginia, that's what's happening. Give me a chance to remember he's giving a, having a retreat in uh, Virginia. Right, so let's begin. Page 16. in an introduction to Buddhism <laughs> we, are, we have reached uh, uh, we are talking a little bit more about what is Mahayana Buddhism and we are talking about what makes Mahayana Buddhism this uh, uh, Mahayana Buddhism what, what, what makes it Mahayana uh, 
So now we're talking the uh, the main idea about the about uh, the main idea of, of uh, Buddhism within the Mahayana is to become a bodhisattva. And what is a bodhisattva? And the bodhisattva is someone who is seeking to reach uh, full enlightenment for the sake of all beings. And to become a bodhisattva, you have to go through to to certain training. And, and when you become after you become a bodhisattva, then you have to go through certain you have to go through uh, other kinds of trainings so that you can become a fully enlightened Buddha. Okay. So we we talked about uh, the bodhisattva in terms of uh, how you become a bodhisattva, and now we're talking about after you become a bodhisattva, how you progress on the path until you reach a full enlightenment. And uh, the, this part is where we talk about we are we are talking about the ten levels or the ten uh, stages of bodhisattva. So the bodhisattva goes through ten ten stages before they become an actual uh, before they become before that bodhisattva becomes a fully enlightened Buddha. Okay. Uh, the first stage we talked about I think we talked about two stages already. The first stage is called the joyous stage, Rabgawa, and that stage is when the Bodhisattva first sees emptiness for the first time. Okay. As soon as the Bodhisattva sees emptiness for the first time, uh, the Bodhisattva simultaneously becomes an Arya Bodhisattva, who becomes a Bodhisattva of the first Buddha. Now, before, you, before the Bodhisattva sees emptiness directly, you have to go to uh, uh, some stages before that. Okay. What is the translation of Bhumi? Is it the word Bhumi? Yeah, Bhumi is stages. Yeah, stage. Uh, okay. So, in the first Bhumi, the first stage, the Bodhisattva is uh, that's when uh, the, the, the three countless eons begin. So the Bodhisattva has to train him or herself for three countless eons, uh, engaging in collecting merit and collecting wisdom, so that at the end of the three countless eons, they would have had enough merit so that they so that they can buy <laughs> buy their Buddhahood. Okay. Uh, the before the first Bhumi, the Bodhisattva is is uh, perfecting two things: perfecting meditation, perfecting one-pointed meditation, and perfecting the ability to use that one-pointedness in in, uh, with, uh, in analysis. And what the Bodhisattva is analyzing is uh, the true nature of reality. <coughs> and once the Bodhisattva, through the power of the one-pointed meditation, the power of the analytical power, based on that one-pointedness. Then they directly perceive emptiness. That is the true nature of reality. Then they, they, they uh, achieve the first bhumi. And simultaneously with achieving the first bhumi, these incredible things happen. And they, they are, you can call them the, uh, uh, like, they're like f certain degrees of freedom. Because the mind is free. Uh, first, the mind became free from certain uh, conditions due to uh, developing one-pointed, single one, single, single-pointed concentration, and that and that degree of freedom allowed the mind to be able to uh, to uh, 
to be able to see the true nature of reality directly. And upon seeing the true nature of reality uh, directly, now other freedoms uh, uh, are experienced by the Bodhisattva. There are certain uh, mental afflictions that will not occur anymore. Like, for example, uh, what is called intellectual uh, form of, of ignorance. The intellectual form of ignorance will not occur anymore in the mind of the Bodhisattva. But the innate ignorance, the, in, the, uh, the, the ignorance that is deep within, within the mind, that will take three countless eons to get rid of. Okay. Well, it doesn't, doesn't take three countless eons, eons necessary to get rid of that, with, to get rid of that. But the, the path of the Bodhisattva, uh, uh, th- within the three countless eons, that's what the Bodhisattva will be working at, at uh, getting rid of. Uh, until the, it, and it, it doesn't take the entire, uh, uh, doesn't take the entire uh, ten stages to get rid of, of, of those, to get rid of that innate. Uh, in an ignorance up to the 8th Bhumi up to the 8th level the Bodhisattva uh, at that 8th level the Bodhisattva is completely free of uh, one part of, of the, the in, uh, innate I- ignorance and from the 8th Bhumi from the 8th level to the 10th level the Bodhisattva is now working at uh, getting rid of another more, a more subtle aspect of, of, of uh, innate ignorance the innate ignorance that the Bodhisattva is working at up to the eighth Bhumi is the same innate ignorance that uh, that the uh, the the one who's working just for personal uh, nirvana works at getting rid of. Okay. Now, so when the Bodhisattva is at the first Bhumi, first level, then the Bodhisattva is experiencing this freedom. The first. Uh, uh, the freedom that the Bodhisattva why is the Bodhisattva uh, why is the Bodhisattva a Bodhisattva what is it that the Bodhisattva is trying to achieve what is the Bodhisattva trying to achieve the one where help sentient being so these are the, that's the freedom that the Bodhisattva is starting to experience starting to experience certain freedoms that allows the Bodhisattva to be able to uh, help beings so uh one of the limitations that a Bodhisattva has in the beginning is, is uh, not being able to help more than one or not be able to help more than one situation. Okay. So, at the first Bhumi, the Bodhisattva is then is capable of helping a hundred, a hundred beings at the same time. So the Bodhisattva is able to uh, have send emanations. And this, the, the ability to, to have emanations is not necessarily something that only bodhisattvas are capable of doing it. Okay. And you don't, as a matter of fact, you don't even need to be a spiritually uh, minded person to be able to send emanations. Okay. Emanations is something that, uh, is something that comes with uh, having developed uh, a deep degrees of, of, conf- uh, of concentration. So if once you develop a deep, deep levels of concentration, then you can uh, train your train your, your yourself to be able to do all a lot of uh, you know incredible stuff, and one of them being able to uh, emanate. Now, for for the bodhisattva, the bodhisattva achieves uh, the ability to 
send like a hundred emanations, not, not through any specific training to be able to do it. It happens simultaneously. Simultaneously with uh, achieving the first, bo- the first Bumi, the Bodhisattva uh, simultaneously has these powers. So the Bodhisattva doesn't have to work extra to be able to, be able to, uh, to have emanations. Okay. And right before uh, even seeing emptiness directly, the, the, there's, that, there's that point where uh, uh, it's called the Dharma Continuum, where you're able to remember teachings. You're able to remember. And the Bodhisattva is able to simultaneously, at, at, the, at the achieving the hundred, um, achieving the, the first Bhumi, has the ability to, to recall a hundred uh, past lives. So th- the first woman is mu- multiples of a hundred. Now there are these twelve things that the Bodhisattva is happen simultaneously with the Bodhisattva. Uh, some of them uh, uh, may not make m- much much sense to us. Okay, like for example, able to shake a hundred worlds. What does that mean? <laughs> the Bodhisattva is able to make a hundred earthquakes happen. Amen. So uh, there's this. This, this term, in, 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 uh, in, uh, especially within Mahayana Buddhism, of the ability to shake a world. And the more shaped world, the more worlds you're able to shake, the more powerful being your, your, your more powerful your Dharma is supposed to be. Okay? Now, and they say that when the world is shaking, when, when they're shaking the world, <laughs> the beings in the world are not frightened, the beings in the world are not, uh, they're not harmed in any way. And uh, th- there's this, in, no, uh, so it requires a lot of interpretation. <laughs> okay. And at the first, uh, from the from the first to the tenth, there's the, the Bodhisattva is uh, sort of mastering uh, uh, the, the perfections. And at each bumi, at each level, there's a perfection that that has reached a. a, a, a a, mas- uh, a level of mastery for that one, for one, for one particular uh, perfection. So, the, at the first bumi, the perfection of giving is mastered. The perfection of giving is is, is practiced at, at a, an, an exceptional level. Okay, and that the bodhisattva is still doing all the perfection. Still, you're still practicing all the perfections, but the the perfection of giving is exceptional. Okay. Um, now, con- concerning the Bodhisattva's meditation, concerning the Bodhisattva's understanding of the true nature of reality, so the, the, the emptiness that the Bodhisattva sees at, 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 at the first Bhumi, that, that, that uh, emptiness or that true nature of reality doesn't change, doesn't become more profound. Okay? It's the same emptiness that is seen at the first bumi is the same emptiness that is seen at the tenth bumi. Okay. But the mind of the bodhisattva is changing. And as the mind of the bodhisattva changes, the, 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 the effect becomes a m- much, more, much more profound, the effect is much more uh, 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 there's a greater manifestation of, of freedom. And and this and these manifestations of freedom give rise to uh, these incredible kind of positive qualities that happens. Okay, so 
as the mind of the Bodhisattva is changing, uh, the, the, that is, the, the Bodhisattva is uh, achieving uh, cessations. The Bodhisattva is achieving uh, freedoms from, from limit, certain limitations. Okay. And the more and more the mind of the Bodhisattva is, is freed from certain limitations, the more freedom it has, the, the, more, the, the, the more the Bodhisattva is able to do in terms of being able to help more and more, more sentient beings, more and more sentient beings. Okay. Uh, so, what the Bodhisattva is, is essentially seeking up to the tenth Bhumi is complete freedom, so to speak. Okay, complete freedom from any all limitations to be able to help other 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 sentient beings. The the freedom that the Bodhisattva uh, uh, achieves at the first Bhumi that allows the Bodhisattva to practice generosity to such a such an exceptional degree has to do with uh, sort of like um, because of the deep understanding of, of emptiness and because of the freedom of the of Bodhisattva uh, uh, the Bodhisattva is experiencing in, in, in the Bodhisattva's mind and the way the Bodhisattva is applying capable of applying this understanding to the, the, to, to, the to the process of, of generosity that is the Bodhisattva, how the Bodhisattva perceive the Bodhisattva as a giver, how the Bodhisattva perceives the action of giving, how the Bodhisattva perceives the, 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 the person who is receiving the, 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 the action of giving. Because of, of how the Bodhisattva applies the deep understanding of emptiness to those three spheres, that's what makes the, 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 act, the action of, of, genera- uh, of giving the practice of, of giving for the Bodhisattva is so, so <coughs> exceptional. Okay. And also because of that, the Bodhisattva has such a willingness to, to give, and because of this willingness to give, that just the opportunity to, to make, a, to make a, 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 an act of generosity sends waves of bliss, of joy, uh, through, through the being of the Bodhisattva. That's why the first boom is called the joyous. Okay. It's also called the joyous because uh, a- upon achieving this, this stage, the Bodhisattva has this uh, conviction that they are on their way to achieve Bud- Buddhahood. And, and this gives the Bodhisattva great joy. So they know, the tr- they, they, they know directly for the first time, this time it's not conceptual, it's not just a mere intellectual understanding, but it's a direct perception of the true nature of reality. And this gives and before even achieving that, if you remember, uh, there, there were these stages of heat, peak, and churchill. Remember that? And 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 what, what was happening? The reason that they called heat and 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 peak and and churchill is in relationship to the mind of the bodhisattva getting closer and closer and closer to to seeing emptiness directly. And and the heat is, is has to do with uh, whatever the, the the meditation and the understanding of the Bodhisattva is is fire to the afflictions, okay. And the afflictions are burning, and because of that, and it's called heat. And and the affliction that kept that keeps you as a Bodhisattva from seeing emptiness directly, because th- now you've reached the peak of of, of that burning of the afflictions, then that's why that's called the peak. And 
right before uh, you, you, you see something as directly, so your mind has reached uh, the supreme, uh, the supreme kind of mind. It's like the, your mind is now at at uh, uh, the 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 highest kind of mind that you can have. Right, your, your highest kind of understanding that you can have right, right before seeing him sentence directly, and this mind of understanding is so, uh, uh, so profound that it, that it, that it can be even be mistaken to be the direct perception of emptiness itself, okay? the direct perception of the true nature of reality, and it's, and and a lot of incredible things are happening even at, at the at those stages. Okay. And you're not, and this, and the Bodhisattva is just about to become uh, 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 first degree, first first level Bodhisattva. Okay. So, because of the habit of of, of acting out of ignorance, at grasping onto things as having a uh, having self self uh, inherent uh, uh, nature, that has uh, clouded our mind that has placed a lot of obstacles in our mind and it, uh, it, it has prevented that, that's what prevents us from being able to achieve things simultaneously that's what uh, prevents us from from being able to uh, when we see a condi- when we see a, 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 a situation that requires our, our help the, it's, the ha- it's the tendencies and the habit of, of ignorance that, that limits us, that obstructs us from being able to, to, be, to be able to, to provide the, the, net, the, the aid that, will be, that, will be, that is needed at that point. So, when you're doing, even when, when you're doing the, the just intellectual meditation on, on, on emptiness, that itself is already working on those, on, the, on those obstacles. It's already working on removing those blockages. Okay? And when you have a, uh, remove a significant degree, a significant uh, portion of those blockages, that's when you, you, you achieve what in meditation is called a release, okay. or, or a cessation. And when, when that cessation or when that release is of a significant, uh, 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 of a great significance, then that's when you have achieved a, a, a stage, what is called a different stage. Okay. So, when those stages have accumulated enough, then that's when you can call it a level, a boom, alright? Okay, have I confused you nicely enough? <laughs> okay. Alright, so, because it's, a, it's because of having, uh, so whatever it is that is, that is, that is, you can say, naturally speaking, without all the elaborations that we have accumulated, that we have placed upon ourselves because of our ignorant living, ignorant existence, Naturally speaking, we would we should be we should be we should be able to do everything. <coughs> okay, so uh, you could say uh, because we are because our nature, our true nature, is not fixed. Because our true nature, you can uh, I like to use the term our true nature is freedom itself. That's our true nature. We are free from from we are free from. Uh, uh, the way I like to phrase it is to. We are free from not even to be forced to experience nirvana. 
and we are free also from them being forced to have to experience the, the lowest hells. And because we are free from those natures, we can experience them. You understand? Because we are free to choose, you could say. But it's not the kind of choosing that we can think, oh, let's see, there's hell over there, I think I'll go there next time. But more in a sense that because our nature is so free, that we can, in our, in our, in our being, experience something that, that even, even though we don't want to experience it. Okay? I mean, nobody wants to experience any kind of suffering. Nobody wants to experience any kind of hell. And yet, our, our, our nature allows us to, to, experience, to experience them. And, and uh, the, uh, of course the opposite. Because we are free, we can experience co- uh, uh, complete non... Uh, what is it? Complete non-binding? Complete non... Uh, well, we are free to experience freedom. <laughs> so... When we are doing, when when you, you are working, when you're, you're, uh, the Bodhisattva is uh, is meditating, uh, uh, meditating on, on the true nature of, of reality. So what is happening is that the Bodhisattva is freeing, freeing the Bodhis- freeing himself, freeing herself. Okay. And because of the degree of freedom, then these natural uh, 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 these natural phenomena occur. And they're just they're just really just expressions of freedom, okay. So if it was not for the uh, the, the 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 junk that we've accumulated in our being, which w- the junk that is a sh- that is a, that we that that we experience as obstruction, that we experience as limitations, we 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 should be able to like. Uh, Practice generosity with such, which, uh, with the same perfection as as the as the Bodhisattva in the first movie. Okay. So what is the, the what is uh, what is uh, making a difference between us and the Bodhisattva is that we we sort of like we are holding on to our mind is holding on to the, the, the limitations, and the Bodhisattva has gotten rid of those limitations. So it's not so much that the Bodhisattva has acquired some positive qualities that we don't have. It's that the Bodhisattva has freed himself of, of things that we are clinging, on, clinging to. Okay. So that's what the whole path is from the, from the first bumi to the tenth bumi. It's getting rid of junk. It's, it's cleaning house. Okay. We have a lot of junk that we don't need. The house is so filled with junk we just can't, we can't move. We can't even get to the kitchen without, you know, without having to move stuff around. Okay. So, uh, having uh, remember those obs- those obstructions. What are the names? <laughs> yeah, the the specific uh, uh, obstructions. Obstruct. What's called the obstruction kleshas. Obstructing kleshas. Remember, remember, there are how many of them? <laughs> I'll take that. Anybody else? Anybody else? <laughs> it's fifty-one. No, you, no, you're talking about the kleshas. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the specifically the obstructions, and specifically on when when the bodhisattva is uh, what 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 are the specific obstructions that the bodhisattva is getting rid of? 
the same ones. Hey. <laughs> 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 no, uh, no. They're the obstacles. Obstacles. Yeah. Obstacles. Mental affliction obstacles. Mental affliction obstacles. Obstacles on missions. Yeah, obstacles on missions. Later on. Yeah. And and there are um, how many uh, degrees of them? Remember? Nine. Remember? Oh, middle, 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 big. Okay, that's it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Small, 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 medium, small, big, big, medium, 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 small, big, 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 small, big, okay. It's those, okay. <laughs> so it's, it's these obstructions that, are, uh, that the Bodhisattva is moving from, from their continuum. And when they remove one, that gives them a freedom, to, freedom to be able to, exp- to the ability. They give them a certain degree of freedom, a, a capacity to express that freedom, and it, it, that capacity to express that freedom manifests in those in, as those incredible uh, uh, abilities. So you can say, because our nature is free, the very na- our very nature is free. So by nature we are we are we are not limited by anything. By nature, we can we should be able to do anything, and the only reason that we're not doing it, doing those things naturally because we have we have taken on uh, those obstructions. Okay. Uh, so uh, even before the first bumi, uh, the bodhisattva is. It, it, before the first Bhumi, and then from the first Bhumi up to the tenth Bhumi, it's, it's just one meditation. Remember that? And what is that meditation? Meditation on? Yeah. yeah. So, from the, from the very first moment that you, 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 get into, you get into the path, you're training your mind how to meditate. Right? And you can use uh, uh, wisdom itself as the object that helps you to acquire the ability to meditate one pointed with one pointed uh, concentration, or you can use any other uh, object that you find yourself more attuned with. Okay, and once you've acquired uh, uh, ability to meditate, meditate deeply, then use that ability now to meditate on wisdom. And from 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 that moment where you're seeking through meditation to gain direct perception of, 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 of emptiness and having acquired the deep, uh, uh, deep perfect direct under, uh, uh, perfect, uh, direct perception of emptiness and all the way to the tenth booming your, your, your meditation is meditation on emptiness because it's when your mind is in direct uh, is in direct contact with the true nature of reality that's when it's that very experience itself that removes the, uh, the, the, the nine uh, some degree of, of, of those nine uh, obstacles okay so you can say from the very beginning up to the end up to, reach, up to reaching Buddhahood your, what, your, your whole practice is practicing meditating on, 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 the, on wisdom, meditating on, on the true nature of reality. And as you gain, and as your mind gains uh, a big, 
uh, freedom releases from 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 the from the uh, contact, then you you practice other other, other measures. You practice you practice the, the other side that is the collecting. Uh, you know the two things you're collecting to become fully enlightened Buddha, collecting merit and you're collecting wisdom. Okay, so you, you collect wisdom to enhance your collecting merit. You collect merit to enhance your capacity to 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 enhance to collect your wisdom. So they're both helping each other. Okay. So before you are able to see emptiness directly, you need a lot of merit, and the merit helps you to be able to see emptiness directly. And because you have seen emptiness directly, that helps you to acquire even more more powerful kind of merit. And the more powerful kind of merit. The Bodhisattva, at the first Bhumi, you're able to now achieve incredible amount of merit uh, through the practice, the, the perfection of, of giving. And that is because of, of uh, your mind, how it now relates with the, with the activity of, of the, the process of, of, of giving. Okay. Now, the second Bhumi. <laughs> The, the the next the, it, now the, the the bodhisattva now has uh, gotten rid of uh, uh, f- from the for you have to understand is it's not you meditate on emptiness you see emptiness directly then you take a break and you and you start collecting merit if you're, you you're, you you are continuing your practice of meditation. You know, every night, every morning, three times a day, whatever, whatever uh, your your practice, your meditation is supposed to be. You continue doing that every single day. Okay, and there's a point where because you you continue you're continuing to uh, take the mind to emptiness, and emptiness, whenever you take the mind to emptiness, it smashes, it it, it hits, it uh, removes obstacles. And it reaches and, and until of, until it reaches a certain degree of uh, of release from from those obstacles, then you go to the next level. Then you go to the next movie. Okay. So and and in the meantime, while you're doing that, you could take you know a few eons. <laughs> well, actually, from the first boomy to the seventh boomy is the first countless eon. Okay. So. Uh, so it, it will take you know, a few years, a few <laughs> at least, on, on meditating on emptiness, seeing emptiness directly, and then that has an impact on your mind, and that gives you a certain degree of, of release. Until the degree of release is such that you can say now a, a significant chunk of the obstacles has been removed, and because of that, now when you reach the second Bhumi, now the Bodhisattva's practice of... of uh, uh, the Bodhisattva now has uh, an understanding, uh, 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 an understanding of um, of Dharma in such a way that the Bodhisattva now practices uh, ethics to an exceptional degree. Okay. Now the Bodhisattva sees ethics, the action of ethics. The Bodhisattva sees uh, uh, himself or herself. Practicing ethics, the Bodhisattva sees other beings in, in, in a different way, and because of, of, of this of this influence that emptiness, Im- the, the perception of emptiness has on the Bodhisattva, the Bodhisattva now practices ethics 
to a degree that is exceptional, that is uh, surpasses other bodhisattvas who are not at, 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 at that uh, at that at that uh, level. But the bodhisattva is still practicing all the other all the other perfections. Okay. And now, because of the degree of freedom that the bodhisattva is ex- will be able to express at the, at the at the second bumi, now whatever the bodhisattva at the first bumi used to do, now the bodhisattva is now is able to do it. Uh, a thousand times. So instead of being having a hundred emanations to be able to be with a hundred, uh, 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 be able to visit a hundred, hundred, hundred pure lands at the same time, be able to get teachings from a hundred Buddhas at the same time, and each of those emanations able to bring with them a hundred, uh, a hundred. Uh, uh, companion. A companion, uh, 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 students, retinue, retinue, uh, a retinue of a hundred. Okay, each one of those hundred main emanations is capable of emanating itself a hundred. Okay, so that's a hundred times a hundred. And now, at the second boomy, it's a thousand, and each each one of those thousand is capable of emanating a thousand. And now it's it's remembering not a hundred, now remembering past a thousand. It's it's being able to visit not only a hundred, but being able to visit a thousand, being able to see uh, receive the teachings directly from a thousand Buddhas. And the thing about shaking the world, yeah, being able to shake a thousand worlds. I still don't know. <laughs> uh, be able to sh- uh, wh- why why the significance of being able to shake a world? I don't know. I guess you have to, be able to, to shake it so gently <laughs> that, you, that you don't you don't you don't cause any harm. I guess. Uh, all right. Uh, now, the progression of the boomies is is just like that. The third boomy. Now it's the third perfection. The perfection of what's the what's the third perfection? Patience. Okay. The perfection of patience. And also, in, co- in conjunction with that, uh, the Bodhisattva is now uh, uh, is capable of deciding, de- de- depending on, on what is called the sharpness of the Bodhisattva, what merit that the Bodhisattva bring into into that bumi, other other than the merit that the Bodhisattva gained through being being just being in that bumi. Okay, it's like uh, you're born into a family, and there's the family's uh, uh, already wealth, and that's like you know, your inheritance. And then what your uh, what you yourself do through your own uh, effort, what you gain through your own effort. Okay, so what the bodhisattva brings to that booming, and what and what's, and what is already available for that bodhisattva at, at that booming. Okay, so in in conjunction with that, the, the bodhisattva has a range of birth that is uh, available to the Bodhisattva. That, and, and these range of birth are uh, there uh, specifically to help the Bodhisattva continue to perfect their, their, their practice of generosity. Like uh, among the, the, the gods, for example, uh, the, the god that is capable, of, that has the, that is, that has the the vastest wealth, the god that, ha- that that practices the most generosity, the Bodhisattva is born as that god. Okay. 
Now the Bodhisattva is not forced to be born as that God, but the Bodhisattva can decide to be born as that particular God. Okay. And, and the reason I'm throwing this in there is because when you study the Lam Rim, and because you're, 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 uh, you're supposed to make the most of what you've got right here, right now, so you're encouraged to see how this is it, you got it, you got the best of it, you don't, don't aspire to anything else. And in, in also in addition to that, you're asked to look, not look down, but it, uh, it may seem that you're asked you're to develop a sense of uh, 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 irreverence almost for, the, for, the, for those who are born as gods. Okay. There, there, seems, there, there, might be, there might be that tendency because what the, the Lamrim wants you to make use of your life as it is right now. Don't wait for a better life. You got it. You got, you got the good life you need right now. So make use of it. So, in, in, so, you're, so you look at... Uh, you're, you're train yourself to look at... <coughs> at, at, uh, at, being, at, at, at uh, being born as a, as a god as something that you don't want. Okay. Oh, I want to be be be, be uh, like Brahma, you know, having all the uh, powers, going around, lazing around with powers, lazing around with with having so many possessions, lazing around, you know, showing off your powers, things like that, lazing around, uh, live, li- having a bun- bunch of bliss for a thousand eons. Who wants that? <laughs> okay. So you sort of train yourself to look down at, at that because you know it's not freedom, it's not nirvana. Okay. But as a bodhisattva, you, you, you might see that, ah, if I'm born as Brahma, I'll be able to do such and such. Because naturally, when you're a Brahma, you have these natural freedoms. And then when you're naturally born as Brahma, you don't have to go to school to learn to how to meditate. Just being born as Brahma, you, you have perfect meditation. So when you're born as a, as a human being, you have to train yourself. You have to go to years and years and decades, maybe, of training to be able to get to to, to get some decent form of, of meditation. Okay, and, and that is necessary. Okay. So, a uh, bodhisattva. Uh, the, the the so as you go to each bhumi, there are different uh, levels of of, of uh, rebirth that is available to you that you can choose. And the thing with the bodhisattva. Just simultaneously with the uh, with achieving uh, uh, bodhicitta, simultaneously with achieving bodhicitta, the bodhisattva is, is uh, has removed all our, uh, all seeds that would make that bodhisattva be born in any of the lower realms. Just achieving bodhicitta itself. Okay, and as you progress, a lot of the uh, unwanted kinds of, of birth where where you are limited in that birth. You're free, become free, free, free from them. Okay. So even if you are born as a human human being again, you're not born with li- uh, certain limitations. You're born with certain freedom. The thing is, remember, the reason that you're bodhisattva, the reason that you're practicing, is to be able to help as many beings as possible. So as you you progress, then you free yourself from the limitations that makes you incapable of achieve of doing that. Okay. So. The kind of birth that will allow you to help them uh, have an influence with with uh, with a greater number of beings. That's the kind of birth that the Bodhisattva will choose to t- to to to, uh, to be born as. Okay. 
So the Bodhisattva, once you reach the first Bhumi, now the birth that you have are choices. <coughs> okay? The choices that you make. You're not forced to take on, 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 on birth, on any kind of rebirth. You're, you still have the seed for rebirth, but instead of, instead of being thrown blindly by, by karma into wherever, now you can actually decide where to, where to be reborn. You have a choice, you know. You, you have a a, 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 a a range of birth that you can decide. It's not like the entire universe is open to you, and you can you can and you can choose wherever you're born. But you have a certain range that you can decide. Okay. And the the higher the level, the more the more the choices are. Okay. And uh, and you can reach certain levels where you can have uh, multiple rebirths. <coughs> so here's, here's the thing to... Just to uh, I was going to say scare you, but no, it won't scare you. <laughs> more, more like uh, give you, give you uh, uh, I say food for thought. So as a Bodhisattva, right, especially uh, uh, it is said there are two kinds, two kinds of bodhisattvas. Uh, uh, in terms of uh, sharp and well, can't we, I don't know. I'm afraid to use that word dull. We refer to bodhisattva, but no. Comparing two bodhisattvas, sharp and dull. The sharp bodhisattva is the one who's capable of making the most use of being a human being. Okay. And the dull bodhisattva cannot make such a because of the limitations that are imposed on being a human being. The bodhisattva, the the dull bodhisattva is doesn't have much power to be able to overcome those limitations. Okay, they, they are more susceptible. Not that they are susceptible to those limitations in the same way that a regular human being is, but they have to work too too too. Uh, they have to apply too much effort to overcome those limitations. So they are born as gods. So the dull bodhisattvas take birth as gods, the sub bodhisattvas take birth as human beings. But, just to confuse you a little bit, <laughs> there's also the reverse. There are bodhisattvas who are too dull to be born as gods, so they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they only have choices with, with, to be born within the human, within the human realm. Okay. So, just just you are, just when you're about to say, oh, the human, the, the bodhisattvas are born as human beings are the greatest ones. No, there are two kinds: the great ones and the very dull ones are born as human beings. <laughs> okay, and dull ones and not so great ones are born as gods. Okay. So when the, so the bodhisattva chooses a birth that will give him the most influence. With, uh, with a greater n- 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 number, number of beings. So when they're born as a human being, they're going to be someone who's going to have a great influence. Okay. So, uh, does that scare you? <laughs> no? So who has, among human beings, who has great influence? <laughs> who, who is it that when they make a decision it affects a lot of people? 
scary. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, now you understand that uh, the Bodhisattvas who because this of the... why you never say anything bad about Bush. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. It could be one in training. It could yeah. be one. <laughs> 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 and also that's why, uh, you know, among the, all the vows that you take uh, as a Bodhisattva, there's always caution about, you know, don't criticize this kind of beings don't criticize this kind of being because you never know because among one of them doesn't mean that every single leader is a bodhisattva because they, they have such influence and it could be just the karma but not just it's definitely the karma of that being and the karma of, of the, the person that whom that being has influence on okay it could be just that those, the, the, the coming together of those two things okay like uh, one person for example uh, was harmed by a group of people. A group of people beat up, beat up this this person. Okay, and now this person, and and they're forced by their karma to to repeat the the, the to repeat the same condition. <coughs> Except this time the role is reversed. Now it's this person having influence over over these number of people. It could be it could be that. Okay. So since among those leaders. Who are having all those among those people, whether they are leaders in government, leaders in corporations, leaders in wherever, leaders in, in whatever field that they are leaders, okay? Among those leaders, there might be one of them might be a bodhisattva, and there's no way to, the, un, unless you're a bodhisattva yourself, there's no way for you to tell which one of them is a leader, so you, t- you, you, act, you act with, with caution. Now, what does that tell you? What does that mean? Does that mean that? Uh, if you suspect that Bush might be a, a bodhisattva, that if you see Bush doing something that you disagree with, you're supposed to, you're supposed to well, as a bodhisattva, you might be able to say, I better go along with him. No. No. Okay. <laughs> it, definitely, it definitely doesn't mean that you have to go along with it. Okay. There's something that uh, uh, one of the sutras where, where the Buddha. Uh, not the Buddha, but uh, uh, like a group of bodhisattvas are, uh, are having a conversation, <laughs> and, it, and they're, they're talking more about uh, uh, how they help sentient beings. Like you know, they're high-level bodhisattvas, and they're able to you know have multiple uh, rebirths, and they're able to have emanations and things like that. So, and they say, for th- for the one who needs to see Brahma. I appear perfectly as Brahma. Okay? So when that Bodhisattva is appearing as Brahma, the Bodhisattva is teaching, teaching specifically the teachings that would, that would be connected with the teachings of Brahma. And the Bodhisattva is appearing, acting exactly the way Brahma should be, would, be act, would, be act, would be acting. Okay? So, and also, uh, Along, along that line, if a, if a, if a being needs <coughs> someone, uh, just, just I'm going to throw some, some Western psychology in it, okay? <laughs> if someone needs to be shaken, okay? Uh, 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 like, for example, someone is too timid, for example, 
Okay. And they need to get to be free, be free to be free of, of their of their of, of their uh, timidity. <laughs> okay. So the Bosava may appear in such a way that will force that being to be for, to be free from that from that uh, uh, t- timidity. Okay. And it doesn't necessarily have to appear as uh, a Buddha. It doesn't have to, have to appear as a God. It doesn't. Have to, it could appear as a very annoying being. And the thing is, when the Bodhisattva uh, at that level is appearing as that, when the Bodhisattva is that, that appearance is perfectly that. So it's not like uh, you know the Bodhisattva puts on a costume and then appears to the being and then is pretending to be that what the costume is, and then you say, "Oh, I see behind that costume you're already Bodhisattva so and so." <laughs> okay? No. The reason that the Bodhisattva is appearing in that way is because of the natural reaction that the Bodhisattva is expecting to, cu- that to draw from you. Okay? So if the Bodhisattva is appearing uh, in such a way that draws compassion from you, so, it's, uh, so in your mind, if you say, oh, it's really a Bodhisattva, he's got a billion of he's got, he's got <laughs> uh, he's, he's, the Bodhisattva is, uh, doesn't have any suffering whatsoever, please get away from me. Okay, I know you're not. I know you're not really suffering, and you go away somewhere. Is that wisdom? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you taking advantage of of the bodhisattva appearing to you in a, in a way, in a suffering way? So you see the, the being suffering, and the being is drawing compassion from you. The being may be a bodhisattva, so you, it's it's good for your practice to think, oh, it's really a Buddha appearing that way to help me. So you don't just say that, oh, it's really a Buddha, the Buddha don't really suffer, let me go home. Mm. No, you, you, you do your utmost to help. Okay? So, and, and this is the Western psychology part. <laughs> so, if the Buddhist Sattva, if, if someone is in a, a, a state of mind where they are incapable of making decisions, for example, or incapable of, of taking a stand. Okay, they, they they just the mind just is so afflicted that they cannot make a stand even with you know even in the face of what you might call of, uh, what's that uh, what's that term even in the face of uh, adversity. adversity. You're in a situation where you have to take a stand, and then taking a stand will be for your own benefit and also for the benefit of those around you. Okay. So the Bodhisattva may appear in such a way that that will draw will draw the being to make a sign. Okay. So let's say you need to make a stand for justice. And then you are afflicted that you, you know, you're afflicted in the sense that, oh, you know, he's a Buddha, so I don't really need to help him, he does not really suffering, so I don't need to come. You know, like that, that kind of, that kind of, a, that kind of a state. So the Bodhisattva may appear in, in a way that they're doing injustice right in your face. And the reason that they're doing the injustice is that you, for you to take the necessary stand against it. Okay? So it's like uh, the Bodhisattva may appear. Okay, this is stri- this is dangerous to tell Westerners. <laughs> the Bodhisattva may appear to you 
in a way that the that the 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 ooh, this is very dangerous. I'll say it anyway. <laughs> well, what your the, the the reaction that is drawing from you is to for you to chop the head of that bodhisattva. Okay, but of course, the bodhisattva is not appearing to you in such a way to in uh, to to help you with your to help you grow your kleshas. Okay, so like uh, if you are able, if if you have the potential, and then be able to act out of compassion and yet be able to do something that, that, that on the face of it is, is, uh, is violent but you need to do it you need to take to have your compassion bring you to uh, a very strong state where you're, where, where, you're, where you're willing to do something out of compassion even though it might be a very harsh thing to do so the Bodhisattva may appear as that being that draws that harshness and even while you're doing that out of compassion, you're acting out of harshness, you may still stay, stay, you, you can still have in your mind, ah, this could be a bodhisattva helping me. And then you still act out of that harshness. You understand? Well, this is a situation where you're saving millions of lives by killing one person. Right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And the thing is, that one being that is drawing you to make that to make that action could be a bodhisattva and the bodhisattva has taken on that specific emanation to make you do that action because that action would be a great um, a great fitting on your part because you're, you're willing to take on that karma yeah. to help others yeah. and uh, speaking of giving so you could say that's the, the bodhisattva is perfecting their their their, their giving so that they're willing to take on a life and give it so that someone else can, can, can make progress. Okay. They put themselves in a situation where they, they are killed. Like, for example, uh, well, a, a nice little... Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> mm. Never mind. Never mind the, the adjective I was going to use. <laughs> Uh, a, a good example of that when the Buddha appeared uh, as a, as an elephant took on life as an elephant and and when the Buddha took that life as an, as the elephant the Buddha was an elephant <laughs> okay and the Buddha brought, uh, took that life so that because there, there's going to be this famine happening in this area and then the meat from a, a large animal would save the, 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 the town. So the Buddha arrived there knowing that it was going to be slaughtered. So that was, the, that was the giving of the Buddha. He gave his life so that, so that, those, so that those people can, can uh, you know, save themselves from, from, from starvation. And... Uh, Two things are, are, are happening simultaneously to the Bodhisattva who's, 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 on, who's on now on the first Bhumi. When the Bodhisattva is in the act of giving, no matter what they are giving, they experience joy. And they're not, they're not experiencing joy because in a selfish way they have achieved this power, 
that that they're able to suppress pain or they ever achieve this power that that that, that uh, uh, let's say uh, that somehow alchemically changes the 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 the, the, know, the the chemicals that create pains or something and makes it give them uh, uh, a, a pleasure instead. So like the Bodhisattva is not like a uh, you know does it because because of that. The reason that the Bodhisattva experiences joy is because in the the uh, the mind the, the Bodhisattva is thinking ah a being is being benefited benefited and that thought that the giving of of, of whatever the giving of this uh, the, this this material uh, this, this this wealth this giving of you know if it's a their hand that is needed to be given you know, as they chopping away their hand you know giving away their hand they think oh a being is being benefited. And just being able to focus on that thought of being is being benefited gives the Bodhisattva great joy. Okay? But if you were to suppress that thought of being is being benefited, the Bodhisattva would, be, would, would, it, would it then experience the pain. But the Bodhisattva would not have the same kind of klesha, klesha, <laughs> Because the word has become, it's, 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 it's uh, no, inching itself in, into becoming English, right? So it's klesik, <laughs> klesik. It will not, Bursa will not have this kind of a, uh, I don't know, do we have an English word for it? This afflicted kind of a, a, a response to it, to the pain. Okay. Where if you, before your bodhisattva, you're experiencing pain, because of the kleshas, you, you have a you have a afflicted reaction to it, and now in your your bodhisattva, you can have the same experience, but because you don't have the afflictions there, then it's not, you don't have an afflictive remote, uh, reaction to it. Okay. Uh, and you know it's, it's the same thing like uh, you know there are some people who have able to uh, what do you say that uh, do some sort of mental training. Either, either through habituation with pain or through some sort of mental training, they're still experiencing the pain, but they don't have the same kind of reaction. They, don't, they allow themselves not to have the same kind of reaction that, that mm. normally w- would happen, but the pain is still there. So, um, <coughs> so if you're experiencing pain, I mean, that's nothing but it's the same thing with one. You would just have the soul that we're like, taking on other pain or this pain I'm experiencing is because uh, I'm taking on the pain of others to the situation and so then that pain lessens our pain lessens? No, it, it's not that the, so, much, so much that the pain lessens it's the again, because of the reaction that you have to the pain the pain doesn't have as much of a hold on your consciousness as, as, as it would have and I guess because of that, because of that experience, it, it, it can it seem that the pain is not as as much. It's not that uh, you know it, it, instead of being a hundred hundred grams, and it's now you know ten grams. It's not, it's not so much that. It's still a hundred grams, but the capacity is is better. And as a matter of fact, it's one of those things that happens to you as you, you know. Uh, 
Mm. But one of the things that, that comes with, with, with aging, let's say, okay, uh, capacity for certain things. Capacity for certain things increase, and capacity for certain things decrease. Okay. Uh, like f- for example, uh, what example is that? Mm. Like as a child running around, you uh, you break your bones. There's something within your w- within your uh, chemistry or within your w- within your makeup as a child that allows you to be able to to withstand th- this. Uh, this, uh, this 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 injury, where where and you know, you you heal yourself faster. Okay, but when you go, when you when you get to be when you get to be older, then your your body's capacity becomes less, and then you hold on to the injury uh, much longer. Okay. So that capacity, uh, be able to, uh, it's not that it's a different breaking. It's not that it's a different body. It's not that it's the same breaking, but the capacity that, that that's all surrounding it makes it either more uh, makes you either more capable of with withstanding dealing with it or less capable of dealing with it. So the bodhisattva, uh, I mean, there's a point where the bodhisattva doesn't experience pain anymore, no matter what they do. You, know, you can chop their arms off, you know, and they don't experience pain anymore. But before they get to that level, they experience pain, but they don't experience it with affliction. And I mean, oh, why? Uh, <laughs> okay, this is the last one. Why are the Theravadins? Are the Theravadins here? <laughs> Actually, I, I'm not saying this because uh, out of criticism. I'm saying this because it's what I've heard. <laughs> the Theravadin told me. <laughs> why Theravadins are uh, afraid of the path of Bodhisattva? Because in the beginning, when you're Bodhisattva, you go through pain. Okay. <laughs> You go through pain. You have, and, and, and it's part of your practice. You have to go through pain for the for the sake of others. You have to the pain of listening to somebody who's annoying, <laughs> 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 and stay there and practice your patience with them. Oh. <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> okay. If you're, if you're uh, you know, just trying to be rich personal liberation, you know, just you know, go to your cave. You, know? <laughs> you don't have to deal with these people. <laughs> uh, okay, that's, that's, that was the last one. That was the last one. <laughs> I'm just interested in where these teachings all come from. Which of the great books are... Oh, uh, well, we're still in the perfection of wisdom. We're still in that thick, thick book. They're all in there. Okay, and the ten boomies uh, are um, mentioned extensively in the Avatamsaka Sutra. Avatamsaka Sutra, flower flower ornament scripture. uh, They're perfectly uh, uh, described there, and there are other scriptures that give little little more details. yeah, that's the best one. Uh, the Avatamsaka Sutra. It was translated by Thomas, I think. Thomas Cleary? Oh, yeah. I think the one who was working with Robert Thurman, that one. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. Yeah. I think it's Thomas. Well, anyway, the, the flower ornament scripture. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's a beautiful uh, sutra. It's actually a collection of sutras. And one of the sutras in there is specifically for uh, describing the ten bumis. In there, woo, the bumis are described in such a way that you want to be Buddha right now. <laughs> uh, and it's 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 uh, uh, scriptures like that 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 that, that makes me uh, reflect on uh, when 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 in London you're told to you know it seemed like you're being told to look down upon that the, the God realms. But it just seems that way. But it, it's, it's, it's just—it's it, just telling you, you got the birth. Make the use, you can use, you can use it. Make the best of it. So don't don't make this birth a birth where you're aspiring to some to some other kind of birth. Okay. Get get out of samsara. You, you got the means to get out of samsara right here, right now. Okay. So uh, in those sutras, when you in, uh, uh, there's always a guest list. <laughs> Uh, in the beginning, where they set, set setting the scene, it tells you it tells you these are the people who came to this party. <laughs> Once upon a time, the Buddha was having a party on top of this mountain, and uh, and these are the people who came. And um, and the human the, the among the guests, the human beings make you know a very small number. And then from the god realms, you get these you know millions of gods, millions of gods who come. To attend the teaching, so that, it doesn't mean that when you when you read that the gods are not interested in Dharma, it means in general. It doesn't mean that every single god is not interested in, in Dharma. If you were to take the Dharma to every single god that exists, they would they would be you know turned off by it. It doesn't mean that. Just like if you were to take the Dharma to every single human being, would every single human being t- uh, you know be interested? No. So these companion books that we should be reading to me, the flower ornament sutra? Yeah, flower ornament What about Shanti Deva's sutra? Uh, Shanti sutra doesn't talk about the, I mean, it talks about the, the, the Bodhisattva, but it doesn't talk about uh, the Bhumis, the, 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 the specific topic that we're talking about here, the Bhumis. Yeah, so if uh, you want to practice, <laughs> 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 I'll give you that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Borisava may be appearing as a sick person so that we can <laughs> practice uh, Tong Lam. <laughs> okay, alright. Any questions? So the, um, the, what's like the sin of harming a Buddha? If a uh, Buddha is appearing in such a way that, or a Bodhisattva is appearing in such a way that, there you your job is supposed to like cut their head off. Mm-hmm. You're saying, is that not considered that crime? Because, well, I was going to say because you're not identifying the being as a Bodhisattva. Mm-hmm. But then, what if you are thinking mm-hmm. this could be a Bodhisattva mm-hmm. wanting to do this? Okay, okay. Uh, I'll give you two scenarios. A Bodhisattva appearing in a way uh, where it's, it's just as a teacher. 
Okay. And the Bodhisattva is not appearing in a way to draw to draw someone to do to do that act. And someone, because of the affliction, sees a monster and then they attack the Bodhisattva. That person attacks the Bodhisattva and kills kills the Bodhisattva. That person is acting out of pure uh, ignorance, pure anger. That bodhis- that person killed a, a bodhisattva, and it's going to reap the, the the karma of having killed a bodhisattva. Now, bodhisattva is appearing in such a way to entice you because they see that you need to take that action, and they know that when you take that action, because it, it will not harm you, because you will not do it out of completely out of affliction. Okay. So you, when they do that to that bodhisattva, that, that person is not uh, uh, incurring the karma of having killed the bodhisattva. Because if you have in your mind that being is a uh, uh, is a bodhisattva, and there's something wrong with that being, and 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 you're and you're just creating, uh, you're just uh, inciting the 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 afflictions in your mind. And you allow the afflictions to make you act, then you, you, you collected bad karma. But if you if you think that that being is acting in such a way, is uh, obstructing the the the, ben, uh, um, the welfare of others, that action must be stopped. And the only way for me to stop it is to do this action. It might be a bodhisattva appearing in this way. Because I, this is the action that I m- must take, and you do it with that act, with, with that state of mind. You do not incur in the karma of having killed Bodhisattva. You are not doing that of fiction. Mm-hmm. Your first, your primary concern is the welfare of others. Okay. That's his question. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Any other questions? In Zen practice, you have this uh, goal to dissolve the self through mindfulness mm-hmm. practice. And coming to um, the Sajrayana practice, mm-hmm. bringing that tradition, how does it blend or should we just leave it with the Zen practice? This, this idea of letting go of the self so you can pursue Buddhahood mm-hmm. or, or Nirvana in one lifetime. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have a question? Um, no. <laughs> okay. We have in Zen. We have this this, this notion that you can attain no self. Yeah. Okay. And you, and you do this particular <coughs> things to achieve no self. Uh-huh. And there are people who actually appear to have no self. Uh-huh. What does that mean, though? Yeah. <laughs> you, I, my, my personal belief is that it's abandoning the ego. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and, and living from that place. Mm-hmm. In this Vajrayana practice, does that have? Is, it, is that something that we also bring in with us? Is it part of this practice at all? Oh, I mean, uh, all Buddhist, all Buddhist schools, all Buddhist um, traditions aim at getting rid of what at, at that that what you're calling you know, getting rid of uh, the ego or, or having that no self. Self-cherishing. Getting rid of self-cherishing, and I mean that that term "no self" has so so many interpretations. It, it could be you know getting rid of uh, uh, the self-existent self, grasping. Okay. Yeah. 
And so uh, with the Zen has a, a tradition has a specific method of arriving there, and uh, the Vajrayana has a specific method of arriving there. What is it? Vajrayana? Well, we, that's what we are discussing. <laughs> it's all this is uh, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> uh, so, but the, the you could say. Uh, to, to simplify it, and this is simplifying it, and of course when you simplify a thing, you do injustice to things. Uh, Zen method is uh, uh, unelaborated, you can call it, and then the Vajraya uh, part is elaborated. Mm -hmm. okay. That's a very simplified way of, of uh, describing it. Mm -hmm. um. When the Bodhisattva is practicing the perfection of Zen, mm -hmm. is it mainly a, a practice done uh, outwardly to to being, or is it uh, something that is practiced in like deep meditation, or is it both? Oh. Uh, in all levels of, of uh, all levels of practice, mm -hmm. the Bodhisattva practices. Mm -hmm. No, I just wanted to thank Ryan for this question. Oh. It's very insightful. I have one here. One more. Just, mm -hmm. if you, if you, I took the Bodhisattva class a year ago, mm -hmm. not years ago, a year ago, mm -hmm. and I had thoughts about going to Parabhadra again. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when that happens? Well, haven't, ah, we have a misunderstanding about what is the Bodhisattva. But I'm saying you just have these doubts. You know, yeah. you really, but obviously, it's just about avoiding pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just in general, maybe when doubts come up. I mean, what do you what do? What does one do when doubts come up? So, so keep an open mind. <laughs> uh, uh, what what allows doubt to come is not having not having uh, knowledge about something. So when doubt comes, then you empower yourself with with knowledge. Get, get, study, basically study. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, uh, the Theravadan path uh, sometimes is very attractive. You have to deal with all this. <laughs> Seems simple. Get a rock, meditate on it. <laughs> Ready? Page uh, 16, we're going to do both the uh, Tibetan and the English. And again, the floor is always open for any kind of questions that you have. It doesn't necessarily have to be on the specific topic that we're discussing. Okay? No, 16. Sajjir <laughs> 